Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. everyone welcome to the what of podcast brought to you by ai channel um, it's going to be a new podcast based on all things gaming really so uh today to kick things off we've obviously got mark and rory join us today so we'll go through some introductions and they can give you any twitter name etc if you want to follow the guys so first up we'll bring in mark and his introduction Hello everybody, my name is Mark Webb, my gamer tag in PSN ID is Webby317, and you can also find me on Twitter at Webby317. So Mark, um, can you tell everyone a bit about your background, um, what you yeah. do currently and what you've done in the past, etc.? Oh, well, where, where do I begin? Well, uh, funnily enough, I ran my own podcast uh, for the last eight years. I literally just stopped doing it about three weeks ago. And literally, when I stopped doing it, I got asked to come on to here, which does suit me fine, because the reason I stopped doing my previous show was because I was the host. I'd hosted it for so long. It was costing me money. And I just was running out of time to do stuff because I work full time. I'm studying full time as well. So I've got a pretty pretty hectic schedule. So for me, guesting on a show is just far more easy because you're just turning up and having a chat for an hour instead of having to do all that stuff of editing and all that sort of stuff as well so this is great this is great for me so so basically what you're saying is um i've let myself in for doom considering uh, you have i mean run run a business build apps and games and now i'm trying to uh try to host a podcast now i think a lot of people don't realize how much work goes into a podcast because obviously you're editing it and then you you need to find a hosting package that costs you money, depending on how much storage you have, how much audio you're, you need to store every month and so forth. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I, I love it. I've met a lot of my best friends in the world through it. I've still run my community uh, through Twitter and the Facebook page, which is great. Uh, but it's just the podcast for me, the hosting of it. I just – life changes. You, you know things happen and you just – Life goes on, as they say. Absolutely. Well, hopefully this will be a new outlet for, 
for when you have the time or when you want to jump oh, on. Oh, definitely. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing better than talking about something you're really passionate about. And I'm so passionate about games. I game as much as I can. Uh, I just love it. Brilliant. That's great. Okay, so joining us today is Rory. So, Rory, do you want to give us a bit of information about any gamer tags, Twitter handles, and then obviously your background? I shall, mate. Yeah, um, uh, my Twitter is uh, PapaG84. I'm not massive on the online gaming since I had kids and settled down. I don't have quite as much time as I used to and the hours I used to stay up till four in the morning playing Halo 3 or whatever I used to play on Xbox, not quite as much. But um, I've just been passionate about games since I was a, a kid, really. So I've probably owned a console probably every year since I was four or five so um maybe a little bit older but yeah around those days and yeah like Webby said it's it's just a passion for for something that's that's great to talk about and connect with other people on and I think much like you know football which this kind of podcast well channel's famous for and and other genres doing film podcasts and and various others gaming does bring a lot of people together so it's just good to be involved yeah no absolutely i think um yeah i think it's one of the things which closely kind of matches the competitiveness of uh, sport really uh, especially if you do when you start getting online or get your mates around to the house and start playing some uh you know, decent kind of you know one-on-one or team-based games so so hopefully we'll um yeah we'll introduce a lot of people into into our little gamer world and also ai, AI channels gamer world as we move forward so um yeah so that's great um okay but a background about myself um basically i worked for sony computer entertainment europe for around 15 years um worked across multiple different consoles ps2 ps3 ps4 vita um and most of that time was spent on the formula one series based in liverpool the uh, Killzone series Killzone 2 based in amsterdam and then Back to Liverpool, working on um, you know, Wipeout HD, Wipeout Fury, um, so on and so forth. So I've always been absolutely passionate, like you guys, about games. Um, I basically left kind of an early computer-aided design job to, to join Cygnosis in '96. I had the opportunity um, and went into Cygnosis as part of like PC tech test and QA. So um, it was similar to to Gags's background in the test in the test form. Um yeah, and then, that, that, that's a blast from from the past, man. Yeah, that was know. a big part of my childhood on the PS1. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a massive blast. And it was um as I say, I managed to kind of capture the you know the the real kind of essence of Cygnosis. And they've just recently been purchased by Sony, but they've not quite moved into into full blown Sony only. Um games so we were still doing pc stuff but if you want to start talking a bit retro i mean we're going back to kind of shadow of the beast disc world you know crazy ivan you know some some real kind of wow. mental games that cygnosis were churning out um did cygnosis used to produce for amiga because i swear back in the day cygnosis did games yeah, Commodore 64 and Amiga in that that era. Well, Shadow of the Beast was that era. So yeah, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, pretty sure Shadow of the Beast would have been on the Amiga. Yeah, that. I think it was. I think I owned it. Yeah, yeah, we're obviously trying to delve into the the grey matter years back now. In exactly, the, yeah. my brain. But um, but yeah, no, it was it was a great company to work for, and kind of you know 
managed to keep the essence as we went forward with Sony, um, and then started working on, you know, cutting edge consoles and things like that, which was which was um, which was awesome. But I suppose we could dip in and out of uh, of some of the games that I've been involved in and some of the things that we've been doing on Sony throughout the uh, throughout the show. But you know, great experience, and uh, I think now, um, obviously, skipping over all my kind of you know, credentials, but basically my PSN. Xbox Live tag is Hard Times UK, um, and my Twitter handle is uh, CJ Grinnell. So C J G R A N N E L L because I've got a strange surname that's difficult to spell <laughs> for people. So, um, so yeah, um, and currently got my own business. We do apps, we do you know indie games, and kind of gone in a different, uh, a bit of a different spin. And obviously, we've been working closely with Gags to make the uh, AI channel app. And you know, adding more features to it as we go along. So I'm sure Gags will announce them as we move forward uh, in the in the coming weeks. Um, okay, so we'll move over now onto our next topic, and I think it, basically um, we'll start with you, Mark. So, so what game first got you into gaming that you can remember? So it's not necessarily the first game you played because we probably mm, all played mm. Pong or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I remember playing games like Mario on the SNES and Sonic on the Mega Drive. As a lot of people have fond memories of those, but um, the game that really got me into gaming, and I'm really sorry for any of my previous listeners who are going to be listening to this because I used to talk about it a lot. Because <laughs> I know a lot of them are going to be listening to this. Um, Final Fantasy VII, the greatest game of all time, in my opinion. <laughs> I yes, I could agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, Christmas Day for me. Oh, I must have been about fourteen, and I really wanted a PlayStation One. And I got it on Christmas Day, and my mum bought me Final Fantasy VII with it. And I was like, "What is this game? It looks shit." I thought, you know. So I spent about a week just playing that PS One demo disc that came with the console before I put Final <laughs> Fantasy, and I thought. You know what? This is the only game I've got on the PlayStation at the moment. I might as well give it a go. And I'll tell you what, I got lost into it, into that world for months because it was before the internet really took off. So you couldn't really go online. You couldn't go online and get game guides or anything like that. So it took me months and months. I, I, I was on. The, it took me about six months to to actually complete that game. And I've actually subsequently. I own it on the PSP, the Vita. I'm I'm waiting for it to come out on the PS4. I've got it on the PC. I must have played this game about ten times now. It is the greatest game ever for me, and I'm quite lucky. My missus really loves the Final Fantasy series, and subsequently, I've bought every Final Fantasy game since seven. Some of them haven't been so good, uh, but for me, Final Fantasy seven just holds a special place in my heart. And if it wasn't for that game, I wouldn't. I can guarantee you now. I wouldn't be a hardcore gamer now because that's re- really the game that sucked me into that world. So you you are the ultimate Final Fantasy fanboy, then. Yeah, I've got posters. <laughs> I've got figurines. I've got all the collector edition games. My wedding next. I'm getting married next year, um, and it's uh, Final Fantasy themed with a hint of Disney. Um, so like, so, so Kingdom Hearts has been involved in that as well, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a big nerd and my missus is a nerd and it's great. I mean, 
uh, as a prime example, in my front room, we've got two TVs, a PS4 and a PS3. I'm looking to get another PS4, and we both sit there and play Final Fantasy XIV together. It's great. I love it. It's the so the 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 perfect couple. You've found each other. Definitely, and we actually met on Xbox Live as well. So there we go. You can't can't say any more. That I've got I've got quite a few friends actually who've uh, who've met through you know relationships through gaming and things like that. So it's it it brings a lot of people together, which is not a bad thing. Oh, most most definitely. The thing that I've found with I mean it was Xbox Live that really uh, for for me grew a grew a big community was through the podcast that I used to run and. Just meeting all those people. I mean, I've met people uh, who I used to podcast with or game with online on Xbox in real life. We used to meet up at Eurogamer every year. I know Eurogamer's on at the moment, but I'm not. I'm not going this year. Um, but I've even gone out to America and met my friends on on Xbox Live and stuff, and had and had meetups out there. It's been an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. It really, really has. Yeah, I think it definitely. Uh, it's. Well, for me, um, obviously, we're going on a slight tangent here, but what the hell, it's uh, episode one. Um, no, I think you're right. <laughs> you know, for me, I, the biggest thing about kind of Xbox Live and 360 and things like that, for you know, for me and my mates were, you know, that kind of you know, team-based you know, gameplay. You know, we used to spend hours playing kind of Rainbow Six and, and Ghost Recon and things like that, you know, in a kind of team-based yeah. fashion against teams from America, you know, Europe. All over the place, and and it's it's a weird one. We've not managed to kind of capture that kind of real game in essence, you know, from the start. I mean, we were talking about you know, yeah, kind of regular people meeting up at kind of you know seven eight o'clock at night and playing playing the yeah. thing for three or four hours as if it was you know as if we were flying abroad and and you know, taking part in some real kind of battle or something. It was amazing. It's amazing because when Xbox Live first came out on the original Xbox. You know, the the community then was so small, you would be going into random games and you'd be meeting the same people over and over again. You know, yeah, that would least... never happen on Xbox Live or PlayStation Network now because it's just millions and millions of people playing it. So back then it was a really nice community. And for me now, uh, especially with the launch of these current gen consoles, the Xbox One and the PS4, that for, for me... I feel that that essence has been lost. I, I actually find myself now playing online a lot less than, than what I used to. Yeah. Uh, and I can't explain that. I don't know if it's, if I have less gaming time in general, I can't go on as late at night. Uh, but I've, I've got like three, four, 400 friends on each console who, who I could game with, but I just, everyone's playing sing, single player games at the moment. It's really strange. seems to have done a, a, a bit of a reversal, but yeah, I think, um, um, I think both platforms as well. I don't think the, the kind of community tools are as strong as they were when the first kind of Xbox came out and Xbox no, 360. Yeah. And then Microsoft really kind of nailed it, you know, with just, you know, cross-game chat, party chat, you know, all those things. And I think, um, you know, they've not really kind of captured those on, on, on either console, really. But we'll, um, but now the kind of friends and, and community and stuff is, is a really good point. So we'll, we'll come back to that a little bit later on and touch on that. Um, Rory, over to you, obviously sitting there, quietly uh, I, I am yeah no i i'd like to reiterate that though because I, I do think um they did nail it i i'd love to play my xbox 360 online i absolutely adored it and like you said you would you would speak to people and you know it was a bit more of an open environment you know people were willing to 
you know, I don't know, it's kind of changed a little in terms of the genre, but I would always get together online with my mates and play. It was probably, it was probably Halo 3 for a period of time and a little bit of Call of Duty, but um, pretty much anything and everything that had a good multiplayer platform, you'd just, you know, you'd go out of your way to buy a game because your mates had it. So you could yeah. go online and play. And, and it was a community. I do think that's, with the next gen consoles a little bit lost than what well, it was. I think one of the reasons yeah. it's lost though is because you used to go online and you'd meet new people and chat and stuff, but now yeah. because you've got big friends lists now built up, you're always in party chat, so you're not meeting those those new people. So the only way like I find myself meeting new people is through so social media like Twitter and Facebook or various gaming communities to set up gaming nights and stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the social I think the social networks have kind of played a big part in it. Um, you know, Twitter, Facebook, things like that, because it was it was certainly kind of less, you know, stress or dominance from those. Whereas, as you say, you know, going it, it, it was kind of like jumping on on a games console with your kind of friends in the living room with you. You know, just a headset on, having a chat with with people, whether they're in America or other parts of the country. Um, and I think that was just it was just perfect, and then the perfect set of you know multiplayer games or team based games, as you were saying, you know Halos, your Graws, your Rainbow Sixes, your you know mm. your Crackdowns, you know all these type of really cool you know sandbox or you know team based experiences. Where... I'm still waiting for a good team based game to come out on these consoles. You know, I need a new Ghost Recon or a. I've been playing the beta for Rainbow Six, and it doesn't have that magic for me as the old games did. But I'm hold, I'm holding high hopes for the new Ghost Recon. I really am because, like for for me, the Halos and the Call of Duties, I just can't, I can't get into them anymore. They're just too quick for me. Perhaps I'm getting old. I don't know. <laughs> the reflexes. Are you still, I mean, Rory? Are you still into yeah. your, your kind of Halos or your you know fast paced? Um, not as much. I, I go along the same lines. That I'm, I've moved into kind of single campaigns a little bit more, like you said. Um, I, I, I've kind of moved away from, you know, it, it's the times of day you play and, and the commitments and stuff. Because if you work in, you know, quite a lot of hours and the commitment goes into it, you don't always, you know, when you get home, if you've been on the phone all day or at work, you, you maybe just want a bit of time to get into a game yourself without the rest of it, the community aspect of that. I think that's what changes when you, you know, you know, change age a little bit, you've got a lot less free time. So you just kind of fitting in games as you can. Whereas when you were younger, you had so much free time just to, to play whenever you want. So it does change as you get older a little bit. Yeah. Um, think, sorry, mate. <laughs> no, go for it. No, I was going to say, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's a case of, you know, kind of, when you're in school and you're coming out of school or your first job and things like that, you kind of, I used to always remember <clears throat> planning in kind of the gaming session was part of the day. Always. So it was kind of like finish school or finish work. It was kind of you know, have a bite to eat. And then you've got an evening of playing games and jumping online with your, with your friends and things like that. So it was always kind of planned in, but obviously now, you know, we're, we're all kind of working hard and studying and, and kind of, you, you try to, you know, you're living a life and you you're spending it with with a partner or, or friends or whatever it is. Um, and the one thing I find is that I always I'll go out and I'll buy a game, and certainly recently because we've been really busy. But I'll buy a game that I've been looking forward to playing, and I'll install the thing, and I, it'll kind of be late on at night, and I think I'll pick that up tomorrow. Um, and then something happens tomorrow, and it's kind of like, oh, when I get home, I'll play that. 
and you just, I just get caught in this kind of yeah. It's it's just out of reach. Yeah, just quite which time, when so. you're younger, that never would have been the case. You go and pick up a game, and you'd literally make your day available to play it for hours and hours and hours. And I used to do that. Every new Final Fantasy game was the same for me. I would literally clear a week just to play it as much as possible. Um, and that's that's the way it is, really. But if we're going to go back to the game that probably got me me hooked. Um, although I'd played games for a while, the, the main one, if we're talking about playing with friends and everything else, was Goldeneye on the N64. Oh, wicked. Amazing game, yeah. <laughs> it just, it just, it's, it was at the time, it was the first game that really, I don't know, connected people in terms of a, a multiplayer format. And if you were good at it, and you could strafe, which made you about twice as fast as everyone else. <laughs> you'd just literally rinse your mates and, you know, everyone would come round and you'd always have, you know, your four controllers and all your mates would bring their individual controllers, um, which I used to love. So, and yeah, it would no, cause those fine. arguments, wouldn't it? Stop looking at my screen or you oh, know where, exactly. where all the spawn points are. So like, you wait there and then shoot your mates since they spawned. It was brilliant. Yeah, when you had the golden gun and you just stand behind the spawn point and just literally just clock up the the, the kills. It was such a good game. I mean, the solo campaign was was pretty incredible and it was probably the first game I played to the point of of doing all that. You you released all the cheats if you did the the games in uh, the levels in, you know, certain time limits and things like that. So you had like a a massive cheat menu. And I literally, I I literally played it to the point of unlocking absolutely every aspect of the game. Um, I, yeah, I just, I love that game. I played it. I probably played that game, even though, you know, I've got my N64 to dust off somewhere, but um, I probably played that game more than anything else just from those years when I was, you know, just playing it constantly. Such a good experience. Yeah, it's a fantastic game, and it's a it's a game um, that you know me and some friends were playing um, a few weeks back, having like a bit of a retro set, you know, old Mario Kart and things like yeah. that. And it's kind of it, it, it's a weird one as well because certainly like four player split screen and things like that. It, it's just so kind of James Bond and British because I remember I remember <laughs> I remember like you know people actually even though we were all on the same telly, kind of respected each other's kind of quadrant of the screen and try not to like look and cheat and then as you were saying so eventually if you start just getting you know, killed left right and center you start just like watching everyone else's screen and trying to find where they are but uh, no it's there was always there was always a mate's house you basically if you had the biggest telly you were hosting the games on golden eye do you know what i mean everyone yeah. was around your house if you had the tiny telly in your bedroom and you couldn't steal the living room telly there was no way there was no way you go into that person's house because you cannot split a screen four ways when it's like 14 inches or whatever so um, like four ds's miles away from the couch <laughs> <clears throat> awesome stuff okay well i mean that kind of leads us on to the next thing which is probably oh no actually i haven't said what got me into game no, what was yours Just jumping ahead of myself um mine's probably i'm i'm going way back and the thing that got me into game and really i i kind of always loved playing around with computers and stuff like that so you know as i say it's, it's quite easy for you know we've all played pong and we've all played you know these kind of really early games but yeah the thing that got me into game and big time and it's a bit weird because I don't actually, I don't actually play football games as much as I used to in the past. Um, but it was kickoff, kickoff two with um, me and my brother. We basically had an Amiga 
Um, and we kind of had the Amiga in, in, in one of our bedrooms and we just used to sit there with kind of two zip sticks um, playing, you know, playing kind of football matches over and over again and designing kits. And and it was, I think it was, it was weird. I think it was that experience with, with my brother and was kind of, you know, discovering games at like an early age together. And, you know, the competition and, and everything that brought us together. Um, I think that's, that's what got me into gaming. That was kind of like, you know, this is amazing. This is kind of like, there was something that we weren't kind of used to. Obviously, we were getting kind of more colours. We were getting you know, better gameplay and, and things like that. Um, and I just found it to be you know, a fantastic gaming experience, which got us, got us into gaming. And I think um, that kind of, because I was quite, you know, quite close with my brother, we, we kind of continued our gaming journey together. You know, and, and, and we got kind of you know, Mega Drives and, and you know, the NES and SNES and, and things like that. And started to play all these kind of you know team based games or multiplayer games and uh, and things like that. And I think that really got me into you know gaming. And I thought you know what I'm a gamer and I'm gonna carry on playing games as as you know as I get older. Um, so it's it's going kind of you know way back. You know not as far as Pong or anything like that. But so I, I remember. I remember it. Yeah, I remember it. It was the linear one where you you couldn't really run diagonally with the ball otherwise you'd lose touch with it yeah yeah the ball was just the ball was just kind of loose it it, you know it wasn't it wasn't any of these kind of early football uh, no you didn't stick to the player you had to you had to run in a direct line with the ball and if you veered at any angle you'd lose it wouldn't you yeah you you had to reposition yourself yeah it was probably it was probably um yeah, it was probably uh, a much much more skillful football game than I. I played sensible soccer a little bit more back yeah. in the day on my Amiga, so that had a little bit more control about it. Um, but but yeah, that's I remember that game quite vividly. Yeah, was... I I loved my Amiga as well. I absolutely adored it. It was um, you just have so many games. You just copy hundreds <laughs> and hundreds <laughs> of games. It's just it's just unfortunate that it became the most like pirated uh, platform. It did, ever, which... yeah. Which eventually killed it, but I'm kind of gutted because I sold I sold my Amiga to um to a mate kind of years ago, and then <laughs> it kind of it came to light that it just it kind of went into a loft, and then it was left in a house, and and I was just thinking, oh my god, why did I just keep hold of that? I had <laughs> all kinds of classics and things like that, so yeah, a bit a bit gutted about that, but yeah, that's probably it's probably the thing I identify you know as the thing that got me into gaming. It's not necessarily my favorite game of all time, but it's I'd, I'd hope I'd hope that wouldn't be your favorite game of all time. No, no, that that'd be shocking, really. So, <laughs> uh, but actually, it it leads us on to our next uh, topic anyway, which is actually our favorite retro game of all time. Um, so I'll probably take this first and then hand over to you guys. So um, I think we spoke a bit about this on Twitter between us in a in a group anyway. So yeah. Um, but there's there's probably a couple. If if we say our like favourite two or three, maybe or it depends on how many you've got. Um, but probably for me is as I say going going way back to kind of Mega Drive days and stuff like that. Now, so um, a, a game called General Chaos, which was uh, <laughs> which was kind of so two sets of strange kind of terrorist factions, which were basically just all the same people, but in two different colours, one blue and one red. <laughs> I think so. I think every single member was they were just twins, twins at war in different color clothing or whatever. But it was um, remember rightly Electronic Arts, I think it was, and um, 
it was just an awesome game. It was just, it was kind of one of the first, you know, static screen, you know, one player starts on the left, the other player starts on the right or top down, whichever, whichever way it was, uh, top to bottom. And um, it was just ace. You had to kind of traverse barbed wire and, and weird things like that and then try and use each soldier's power to, to, to override each other. You had kind of machine gun guy, you had you know, a bit of a rocket. Probably a bit of kind of early early doors of like Team Fortress or something, but without a you know, with tiny little landscape. So I, I looked this up. I looked this up when you mentioned it because I, I couldn't place it for, for love nor money. But once I saw the, the images on Google, I kind of knew exactly what it was. Um, there was a period of loads of games of that style, but that was quite quite yeah. unique at the time you know it, it was it, it was it was mental and i think what what we'll try and do as well is we'll try and tweet uh some screenshots of these games that we talk about in case people are listening to this and just going oh what the hell was that or yeah uh, if nobody I, knows final fantasy 7 that, <laughs> that needs to be that needs to be adjusted yeah <laughs> <laughs> trying to place things and stuff um uh, other retro games probably um again I, i've 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 started off on a bit of a football theme here, and I clearly didn't want to. But um, <laughs> probably the first FIFA, you know, the can you remember like the isometric? It was like an isometric. I used to. Style um, are you talking about like the Mega Drive ones, and they had the indoor football as well. Yeah, yeah. I remember the yeah, indoor. That was ones. so yeah. fun. <laughs> Which was just like it was kind of revolutionary. I think it had gone from like sensible soccer and kickoff to this kind of. Oh, what we'll do is we'll do this like pseudo three D, and you can see. The whole pitch and the goal and and stuff like that. And it was just, it was mental. If you look at it now and watch videos, it, it runs at about ten frames a second. It's really bizarre, <laughs> um, but it obviously felt really fast paced. And you could obviously stand in front of the goalkeeper um, with your striker. So when he kicked it off, it just bounced off his chest into the goal. So I think uh, EA had not gone into that one, but uh, there are kind of a few, a few little retro ones. I could, to be honest, I could talk about all kinds. I could talk about like Zool and. Uh, you know, Monkey Island and all these other police quests and all kinds of games are, are kind of my favourite. You know, going back in in time a bit, but um, they're just a couple that I've I've picked out for the purpose of this uh, of this episode. But uh, Rory, what's uh, what's kind of your favourite retro um, games of all time? The, the ultimate retro game for me, Streets of Rage Two. Um, I played that game. I don't know how many times. I, I don't know how many thousands of times I played Streets of Rage 2. And it's it, of that era, those games aren't particularly long. You know, I remember playing Golden Axe again recently, um, and it, it completes in about 25 minutes. Um, but Streets of Rage was about two hours long, and yeah. the soundtrack was just absolutely immense. Um, I just remember at the time the visuals just being you know, just incredible. And it's, it's the kind of 2d scrolling, you know, beat them up if you've not played it really, but, um, yeah, they were like awesome, awesome, like art style and sprites and things like that. I think yeah, I've, I've missed yeah. a trick here. As soon as you start talking about street rage, I'm like, why haven't I said Shinobi? <laughs> why haven't I said Goldnax? Why haven't I said these? But it's the way it is when you start to talk about games, isn't it? But, but no, yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. But the, I, it kicked off like a, a a series of similar games, wasn't it? With kind of um, was it like it Shadow did? I, I, I did, and I just don't think they ever really. I don't think they ever really replicated it. I, I, you know, and and Streets of Rage one wasn't particularly good, and three was pretty terrible, but two was just 
just nailed it. It really did. Um, and as I said, the soundtrack and it had boss battles, which, you know, I love a game with a good boss battle in it. Um, and, you know, all the characters, um, there was only four characters, but they all had different attributes. And yeah, I just absolutely adored it. That was, that was Mega Drive wise. And like you said, there's loads of Mega Drive games you can pick that were popular retro wise. Um, but I don't know if we're going N64 period, you know, the Mario Kart games are always, are always oh, up there. But yes, um, <laughs> just always. I, I love Mario Kart 64. So. I love Mario Kart 64. Yeah, it was amazing. And, and Pilot Wings and all these kind of. Uh, we could we could probably dedicate like an old a whole five hour podcast to a retro game. We could remember yeah, that. Yeah, I like think a, a you, I know you talked feature. earlier about who you'd worked with. I think Rare or Rareware. Um, produce those that period of games you know uh banjo kazooie and, and um and goldeneye and perfect dark and, and other periods in that kind of n64 genre and they just really got it right i mean i'm not sure if they're producing quite the way they were then then they moved to sony and, and various things but um but yeah that that was a good period of gaming for me when i was younger yeah i think they were just kind of free to just create where they and everything that they put out was was gold at the time. Yeah. Um, awesome Everything they're stuff. putting out now is just shit. <laughs> it's, a sh- it's such a shame, you know. Yeah. It's such a shame. Because Microsoft has just completely yeah. destroyed their soul. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, is that the constraints of Microsoft have kind of turned them into this yeah. like new tech? Whenever a bit of tech comes out, they obviously use the the rare team to try and do. Yeah, they just got relegated to making avatars and avatar clothing, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, that's what waste. I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a, it's such a shame, isn't it? It's such a, a waste of talent. So over to you, Webby. I mean, uh, I think as we move through the podcast, is your answer to every question going to be Final Fantasy? Isn't it? <laughs> well, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to get out of there. Final Fantasy six, seven, eight, and nine. <laughs> <laughs> we thought that would be the theme of things. Uh, oh, and ten and ten too. Um, but seriously, yeah, that uh, Chrono Trigger, brilliant. Um, but going back even further for me, Double Dragon. Oh, uh, but mainly for me, uh, playing because when I was a young lad, I I didn't, you know, I used to go around my friends' houses and game a lot. So I used to go around my friends' house and we and he he had a Super Nintendo and we'd sit there for hours just playing Super Mario All Stars, just yeah. taking turns like being Mario and Luigi, which was great. Um, and Mortal Kombat, the first Mortal Kombat on the on the Mega Drive, I used to spend hours on that as well. Um, that's kind of my retro games, and it's not as kind of retro as you would expect, but that's what I had. No, I, th- I think at the nowadays time. you're going back. You know, you're going back a long way to early PS1 games and stuff. Anyway, yeah. so they, they'd class as retro to most people, wouldn't they? So yeah, yeah, I think as we started playing. 360 and ps2 and all these consoles we we, we were kind of they were retro but yeah i think as you say five oh, six, say seven eight first, years ago was can i say is, the first metal gear solid then because that's still the oh, best yeah. series <laughs> so. it was a proper a proper awesome game um did you guys used to spend what did you used to spend your 10 p's on in the arcade before we uh we had the oh, the, the joys of home consoles the arcades near near me i don't well, 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I, I was but I was born in the in the middle of Liverpool pretty much, so we didn't have any arcades. I just had a corner shop, which he was he was a pure legend of the time because he just buy <laughs> he'd just buy in three of the latest arcade machines every few months. So I think um like Streets of Rage and, and Shinobi and things like that were in there. And it it was just I think it's one of the things that people don't really capture the essence of I think as you were saying, Rory, you know, the, yeah. the games used to be twenty minutes or twenty five minutes. But the difficulty yeah. is to ramp up so much and at such the uh, the right pace where it was just you know tempe after tempe after tempe. They just nailed that kind of you you would die or you would fail at the right point. You know where you would continue, 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 continue. And I think yeah. um, I, I remember Shinobi at the the arcade a couple of times. But yeah, it, it, arcades they've kind of died a death really haven't they there's there's just not much yeah, everyone's got, got a console so i presume they're all pretty rubbish now which is yeah a shame i mean cause... i um just uh as an example i went to london on the weekend yeah and i went into namco world or whatever it's called. i remember that yeah fucking yeah. shit <laughs> i was like what that i was expecting to at least see a pac-man machine for god's sake <laughs> no it was all you know all these machines that dish out tickets so you oh can yeah. yeah that's what it was i was so disappointed but i know there is a couple of specific retro arcades in london but they're not in central London. They're kind of on the outskirts and they're like um, double up as pubs and restaurants and stuff. So I'm looking, I'm actually going to probably visit one in a month or so. Um, But that's kind of the only place you're going to get retro machines now. Because all the new... I don't think the UK is for it, is it? I think in the States they've still got it, but I think it's... Yeah. And Japan, obviously, but it's kind of not really, not really here anymore. Yeah, I think you're spot on. I think everything's these ticket machines now and uh, so kids are just going mental at the parents to win about seven yeah. million tickets and it, it gets them like a key ring they've spent yeah. about four thousand pounds you know could have could have bought the machine themselves by the time they finished with it but i think um a couple i went to kind of a mini namco world which is in traffic center in manchester i think it's still namco but and and that's the same loads of ticket machines but 
the games which were which were quite interesting to me was these kind of two player, you know, uh, Operation Wolf style, you know, gun games, and um, they've kind of created these weird what well, you know what they try and call four D because it blows some air out here and does various things, but they, they've kind of gone down the trippy route of like zombie horror shoot 'em up mm. games and and kind of scares and and three Ds and things jumping out at you and stuff like that, which was. It, it, it was a good laugh after a couple of beers, as you can imagine. Um, <laughs> but then there was like this uh, a, a new take on like this afterburner machine. I think if you see, if you look on the internet, they brought out like a new Star Wars arcade game where it kind of puts yeah. you in, in like the bubble. Um, oh, I just I was just, the only thing that ever made me motion sick in my life. I sat in it for like thirty seconds, flew around the city chasing a few planes. I had to jump out of the thing before I was going to vom everywhere. So um, I think that the, the the thought of being, you know, Maverick or Iceman uh, from Top Gun was was there when I when I stepped in and put me pounding. But I kind of I had to retreat after about ten <laughs> seconds. It was just, it was an awful experience. So kind of yeah, I think gone are the days of kind of retro arcade uh, arcade games and things. So I might have to find these places in London and check them out and relive my childhood. Um, cool. So, we'll move on to retro. What better way to say what's our favourite modern game of all time? We'll jump back to you, Webby. Um, I mean, you're, you're going to say Final Fantasy. You know, <laughs> uh, are we up to 14? It's quite a tough one, to be honest. Um, I, I think it, it doesn't uh, necessarily need to be your favourite, but maybe... Okay, so the top kind of three games... Let's say the top three games of this generation for me... Um, I would say uh, at the moment. Well, I'm gonna go 360 as well. Dark Souls. Okay, I love yeah. him. Absolutely amazing. Uh, took me about six months to actually finish it, but that's what I liked about it. It was just really hard, quite repetitive at times. But you, it's very rare you get a game where um, you get that satisfaction. Mm-hmm. You know, because so so many games just hold your hand throughout the whole experience call of duty um so with this it was like it, it, it reminded me of an old retro game but with a new shiny polish yeah. and that's what i loved about it i suppose that's probably the closest thing to an old classic arcade game that we were yeah. talking about yeah. because you've yeah. got that continue 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 and it's and it's a, you you find it out on the fly what went wrong and as you say yeah. there's nothing holding your hand there's nothing to say this is how you do it it's just kind of like Try, 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 try again, and then you get that amazing. The other thing I loved about it was it got people talking. And what I mean is, because there wasn't really a lot of walkthroughs and stuff, so what it would be on Twitter and Facebook or in party chat, it was, oh, man, I'm stuck on this section. How did you do it? And then your mates, you'd all be talking with each other, giving each other strategies and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and there was, and you could call your friend in to help you fight a boss and stuff. And it was just a really great, great experience for me. It really, really was. So that's number yeah, one. Yeah. Um, oh man, it's so hard. Uh, recently, uh, Witcher 3. Yeah, Love amazing. That. Amazing, amazing. Game. It took me about 90 hours, finished it. Wow. Not giving away any spoilers, but I loved it. And uh, a game I'm still playing at the moment. I've been playing it for the last two years, and I'll still play it every week. 
Uh, I'm sorry, guys, but it's Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, it's because um, I used to play WoW back in the day when it was cool to play WoW. So it was like, the first year when it came out. Got bored of it. I've played Final Fantasy XI. That was an MMO. Not really. It was all right. But Final Fantasy XIV is the first actual MMO which I've actually enjoyed for a prolonged period of time purely for a story perspective because man that story just goes on forever but it's just really engrossing and it just keeps you wanting to play more and more and it's not grindy like an mmo where you know like an mmo is just like oh i've got to kill a sheep for about five hours just to <laughs> level up or whatever with this it's you know you're either doing a main story or you're doing side quests which are all well, not all of them, but most of them are have got a backstory to them. Where you're there, there's a reason for doing them. It's not just a simple fetch quest. Oh, can you deliver this log to this guy on the other side of the world or whatever? It's actually yeah. got proper story, and that's what keeps me playing it. Well, uh, I, I kind of find that exactly what you're saying with, uh, and I'll probably get loads of people hating me and and all kinds, but I find find that with Destiny. I thought uh, you know, when I, when I first started playing Destiny. I really started getting into it and you were kind of exploring these areas and, and bits of story and mission. And then as soon as you kind of finish that and it's kind of, do you know what? It, it's time to grind. And it's we just we of, need to have a conversation about Do the same, do the same, do the same, do yeah. the same. And it's just I, like, oh my God. I completely agree. And I think that Activision and Bungie are completely ripping off gamers everywhere. And I don't know how people get sucked into this mindset. I mean, I was really excited for Destiny and I played it and the the a complete the the main story of the game before the Taken King came out. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what the fuck's just happened? And then it was literally going back to the same areas over and over again, doing the same thing. And I said, guys, I'm not having fun. This is mm-hmm. boring. How in the hell have they spent millions and millions of pounds just on these same few areas you're going back to over and over again? So the Taken King came out what last week. Yeah. Um, I uh, game share on my Xbox with a, with one of my friends, and okay. he loves Destiny, so I got the Taken King through him. So I thought, you, you know what, I'll give it a go. All the uh, reviewers are saying, you know, it's packed full of content, blah, blah, blah. I'll, I'll give it a second chance. Me and my mate went through the Taken King story in under two hours. Finished it. What else is there to do? A couple of strikes. There's a raid. But... Then you're just going through the same areas over and over again, just rinse and repeat, just waiting to, to get a better gun. To me, that's not fun. I I, I need a hook, you know, mm-hmm. like a story hook. I mean, I love my story-based games, you can tell from Final Fantasy stuff. I need that story hook to keep me going. I want to see what's going to happen next. And I'm sorry, that just doesn't have it. It's just, I, I feel it's just taking the piss out of people. I really yeah, do. I, I agree. It massively disappointed me. I put a good whatever it was, I put a good kind of like 40, 40, 45, 50 hours into it and then just kind of found myself into doing exactly the same position as you where it's just kind of, you know what, I, I'm kind of bored of this now and, and I'm going into I'm going into strikes and raids and things with people who are massively, you know, uh, leveled up over me. And, I, you know, and it, just, it just got completely unbalanced. And yeah, I agree. I don't understand why they've just made one game and just get everyone to replay over and over again. It's not even like a, a good grind and like some of the older MMOs and RPGs and stuff like that. But it's, uh, 
Yeah, maybe that's for a, another topic. To, a whole podcast on the hate of Destiny, certainly with the with us at the minute but and how um, crazy people are i've got people on my friends list who just play it all day every day and i, I don't, don't understand that i i don't like it at all i picked it up and i was like i because you know they've got a you would expect it to be much more polished it, it looks good but it's got no depth you just it's got no enjoyment value like you said it's just literally it's soulless it's such a I mean, soulless don't get game. me wrong i enjoyed Oh, when I was playing the Taken King, going through these new areas, I was still like, yeah. I was saying to my mates, I was saying, wow, you know, this is actually quite a cool story. The cutscenes are wicked. Uh, we're going through these areas. Wow, the graphics are amazing. You know, whenever you're playing multiplayer co-op with your friends, you're automatically going to have a better time anyway because you're exactly. together. Yeah, yeah. But then as soon as those credits kicked in, I was my, my mate was like, wow, we finished it. And I said, is that it? Are exactly. you actually kidding me? You know, if I'd actually paid £40 for that content, I'd have been so pissed off. I mean, I was yeah. pissed off I didn't even pay for it, for God's sake. So, <laughs> you know. That is the way the industry has gone a little bit, isn't it? It's it's the add-ons to the game that, you know, I think when you pay 40 50 quid for a game, you expect it to be a complete game. I think it's quite disappointing that I mean, now it's all me, about the progressive add-ons. Forty, fifty quid for a game that's eight hours long because of I don't have the time commitment. Really, I quite like I that you, eight yeah. hour chunk or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's not bothering. But two hours, you know, that's a, that's an Xbox Live Arcade game for like fifteen quid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree with it. Absolutely agree with it. <laughs> and I think, uh, yeah, I think we could have a whole episode. Of, we well, we should. I think you probably should. Have an episode I think you on, should, man. You know, yeah. what kind of exes in the uh, in the gaming world at the moment? So. Um, have you got any? Have you got any others, Webby, in there, or no? They... No, I'll let you move or... on. Okay, Rory, what are what are yours? Um, I mentioned the Last of Us. I know it's quite cliched because everyone adores it, but um, it is one of the best no, story-based games you know I've played in in quite a long time. And and I played it late. I I, I had an Xbox 360, and I didn't have a PS3, so I played it on the PS4. Um, and and yeah, I've I've only played it, you know, last six months or so. So I, you know, I'm still quite fresh to it. Whereas everyone played it years ago, and yeah, it is it is an excellent experience. And you know, it it does kind of branch the whole film stroke game section. And and I know there's not as much gameplay in it as there would be in maybe other titles, but it, it's a good modern game, and it and it gets the balance. Pretty pretty damn right on the most part. It's, it's a good game. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I think the kind of opening chapter or the opening 15, 20 minutes is like you know one of the greatest opening sections of a game yeah. ever. Where you know no obviously no spoilers in case people have not played it yet, but um, just an incredible start. You know visually and the kind of impact of what goes on. So um, I think you've picked a spot on one there. And we we should probably say if no one's kind of picked it up or played it yet, then make it your priority well, they're, they're bringing out that collection for the ps4 so yeah aren't they? there you go so, so that's perfect. really cool um yeah. oh i just want to mention one game i completely forgot if that's sure. okay um battlefield 4 okay i just want to say uh it came out obviously on the 360 first and the ps3 but who plays online on that um Xbox and 360, PC. Xbox not, like, let's not forget our PC, PC, of course. But but for me, Battlefield <laughs> 4 is probably one of the greatest modern games for me because 
it's one of the best community games I've had with my friends, all getting online. I must have put about 150 hours into that game online with my friends, just playing it online. So much fun. Yeah, another. I think another that's what that. I think that's what it is. You know, it's it's the fun in games that sometimes is a little bit lost, really. But um, the other couple I really liked, and it's going to why, but I really like Mirror's Edge a few years ago. It's probably yeah. quite a lot of years ago now, um, and I'm quite looking forward to the one that's coming out next year if they get it right. Which it's been in production for quite a long time, so I'm hoping they they will nail it. Really. Um, I like that kind of genre of games and I like the last Tomb Raider um, game as well, which is on the, uh, was it on the 360 and the, the PS3 and they, they revamped it, didn't they? When they brought out the, the Xbox one on the PS4. It's right? actually free to download on Xbox live right now as well. With games. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, it's because they're pushing the new one, aren't they? Which, yeah. Yeah. which probably you guys can talk about more than I can, but it's quite interesting having a, um, a console only, but for a period of time game, you know, that's quite, it's weird, isn't it? I've not seen, I've not heard of that before. I know well, maybe timed, things are staggered it, it a little. Timed exclusive. Yeah. I know that happens actually quite a lot in the games in, in yeah. industry. Mm. Yeah. It's, Does, um, yeah. It's a, it's a weird one. Isn't it? I mean, it, it looks incredible. And I think, yeah, they've, I think Microsoft have played a bit of a trump card with it, but it, it was kind of weird where people, thought it was you know it was kind of an xbox brand and then it was the acquisition of the studio and then it was kind of like well no it's you know, we've just we've just taken it on for a bit but um yeah it's it'll, yeah, it'll sell some consoles like, i'd imagine if they get it right yeah, it'll sell it some consoles well i think um, for, i think for microsoft it's probably the they're hoping it you know to be the kind of like uncharted aren't they for a bit yeah yeah so that's and Uncharted got pushed back again, didn't it? So it's February or March or something next year. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that's what PS, uh, you know, they're, they're probably hoping they'll sell some, some Microsoft to sell some consoles this Christmas because they've got quite a few big games coming out, haven't they, in the next Yeah, absolutely. Um, any more in your... In your um, I liked Far Cry 4 as well, to be okay, fair. Yeah. Um, I, I quite enjoyed, again, it's it's a lot based on the scenery and and the the story and the the gameplay, but uh, yeah, I did enjoy it. It's it's a it's a pretty epic game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they've really like, kind of nailed those series, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a great. But there's obviously a bit of a trend going on, isn't it? Because we're all kind of really into our you know, story driven games yeah. and experiences and stuff, mm. which, is, uh, which is not a bad thing. But um, and I forgot to mention, I'm a massive Forza fan as well. Okay, awesome. I've played a lot of Forza Horizon 2 and recently for Forza 6. Amazing. <laughs> well, uh, is that is that all yours, Rory? Or have you got that's co- yeah, that's good me, man. Yeah, what about yourself? Okay, well, obviously just chip in uh, while, while I'm talking if anything comes to mind. But um, there's a few for me which are kind of really amazing experiences I had. So one, which is maybe a bit of a shocker to people or may not be, but was the... The first Crackdown, just an absolutely incredible game for me. Just sandbox joy. It wasn't, you know, it didn't particularly have you know, the greatest kind of background or story to it. It was just kind of you know, take over areas of the city and things like that. But um, I just think the orb collection side of it, you know, and just kind of oh, so addictive. <laughs> kind of hidden orbs. Me and my mate would literally just jump on co-op, and we just literally try and find these orbs and. And 
you know, one of us would probably be slightly more, you know, powered up than the other. So, and it was just a case of like teaching each other of how to get to these kind of upper areas and and just causing mass destruction by just lifting vehicles up and piling them on top of each other and causing explosions and archives. But absolutely incredible game. So I'm I'm you know, having kittens about what you know the potentially going to do with uh, with the new kind of current gen or Xbox One version when that comes out. Um, some other stuff which people are probably expected at some point, but um, Red Dead Redemption, absolutely incredible experience for me. Um, I know it's some a people wonderful think, game. Uh, some people think it kind of went on too long. It, I wanted it to just continue forever. I wanted it to to live in parallel alongside my normal life. <laughs> and I would have, I would have been like uh, you know, John Marston and a cowboy in, in, in that side of it. And then I would have been like a an app developer and and game designer in real yeah, life. It was good, and the ending was good. But what was up with that cattle herding? Come on! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, but all these kind of sandbox was... games have really like ropey parts to them, don't they? The the odd like yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. But great! Game. I, I loved I loved it when you crossed into Mexico and the music changed. Oh yeah! I loved it when you crossed the border and they just flip it into mariachi band esque music. It 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 was a really clever game. Great I, I adored it. Yeah, it was a great soundtrack, and it had Jose Gonzalez was on the soundtrack, and um, Eddie Weber from Pearl Jam and stuff did a song in it. It's it's a really good game. I loved it. Yeah, some quality game. Um, there's a, it's another GTA, but I don't know whether it should have gone into the retro pile really. But it was Vice City, and I think oh, it was purely yeah. just because you could just spin around to kind of. Broken wings and classic tunes like that, um, while doing drive-bys on people, which is not something <laughs> I like to do in real life, obviously. But um, you know, we can all escape into into kind of Miami Vice time and things like that. Um, the other things for me are kind of moving over to PC gaming. So I'm I'm quite a big console and PC gamer. So um, I kind of like my sim racing games on PC. So Project Cars, I racing, and things like that. But um, the 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 kind of current games which I love, and, and these are probably games which not a lot of people have played, but it was uh, Gone Home, which is really oh, awesome. really kind of you know, indie-based first-person game, which was, if you, just, if you just literally kind of go into it without knowing anything about it, you're just absolutely kind of on edge and, and wanting to see how the story unfolds and things like that. So if people haven't played it, just go and play it. It's just absolutely amazing and deservedly of, of people playing it and experiencing the story. Um, and then the other one on, along a similar lines was the, the Vanishing of Ethan Carter, which, again, is probably one of the most you know, gorgeous-looking games I've ever seen. If, yeah. uh, if your PC can run it, okay. Um, but again... I played it on PS4. Okay, yeah, and PS4, uh, yeah. Obviously. Loved it. I thought it was absolutely amazing. I love the way it tells the story. Um, obviously, I can't give away major spoilers on it, can, can we? <laughs> no, no. But it, I just love the way the story unfolds and the exploration and how each event unfolds in yeah. its own unique way. And the spin-offs as well, when you start kind of exploring yeah. areas and you come across real kind of unknowns and question marks so then it takes you off to, to to work out you know what what all that's about it, yeah an absolutely incredible game you know, pc ps4 you know whatever it is if people haven't played that they need to play it looks gorgeous and the story and everything is just superb um 
So there's a chunk there, but we could probably talk about absolutely hundreds of games, um, the amount that we play and things like that. So I think we're moving into our last five minutes, basically, of this pod. Uh, if we keep it to our, our hour-long um, our hour-long time scale. But so basically, um, the last couple of things are, you know, what are you guys currently playing at the moment? So, and what are you most looking forward to, um, Mark uh, or Webby, however you I hope you like to be cool. Yeah, just call me Webby. It's cool. Um, okay, very quickly then. Currently playing Forza Horizon 2, Forza 6, uh, the new Metal Gear Solid, which is well good, and uh, playing the Rainbow Six beta, which yeah. I don't know if I'm going to talk about or not. I think it's an open beta, so I'm, I'm just going to say yeah, it's I pretty cool. I think I've just got my code, so open beta, I think, is today or tomorrow or something. Yeah. So I'll that's cool. Back. So yes, yeah, so that's pretty cool, and obviously Final Fantasy fourteen on the PS4. Oh, and a little bit of Castle Crashes on the Xbox One as well. Great okay, cool. fun. Love that game. Brilliant that's game. Classic. That's all I'm playing. I just <laughs> want to say that all those games are really good. <laughs> and you, Rory? Uh, still playing the latest Batman game, um, which, which is good. It's not quite as good as I hoped it would be, but it, it plays pretty well and looks pretty gorgeous to be fair um i've ordered the metal gear game which i'm desperately looking forward to playing because i'm hoping it's as good as it looks um and reviews it's, it's better, absolutely it's better, is it yeah i think it's been a little long, bit of a such a long I game I, I mean i got the game and i had two weeks off work yeah i, I played it solid for those two weeks i still haven't finished it i've <laughs> put about 60 hours into it and i'm on <laughs> main mission I've just done mission 20 today and I think there's over 60 odd main missions, wow. but I just find yeah. myself cause there's 167 or 57 side yeah. missions to do. So I'll just find myself doing that's those. Insane. They're so that's fun. huge. Yeah. They're brilliant. It's yeah, such that's a good game. Huge. Have you come across the um, PT Easter egg? Sorry. Sorry, Rory. The, no, 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 go egg? Uh, the PT Easter egg, apparently I don't know where it is, but if you find a tent somewhere, there's like a radio in there and it's got that, PT uh, radio message that plays about. Oh uh, no, I haven't come come across that. Apparently, get killed or something like that. So. No, I, I haven't come across. But apparently, Hideo Kojima is in it as a character as well as a hostage. Really? So, oh, awesome! Yes, <laughs> nice. that's pretty cool. Excellent. But no, it's such a great game. It's so massive. There's so much to do and explore. I'm glad that I'm glad they've got it right because it's going to be the yeah. last one, isn't it? By all accounts, and it's been such a great series. It's I, I yeah. grew up on, the, especially the first couple or first three Metal Gear games. So just the thing yeah. that I find a bit odd about it is it came out in the news a couple of weeks ago about the ending cutscene that they cut out of the game and they packaged it with the special edition. So the only ah. way to see the true ending of the game is now to go onto YouTube and watch it, which I think is really weird. Yeah, especially if you put all that time into yeah the amount of gameplay. Um, anything else that you play, Rory? Or no, man, not not particularly. I'm I'm sticking to being a one or two game man at the moment. So okay, no problem. Um, I'm I'm not playing anything truly spectacular at the moment. I mean, I'm I'm spending some time on until dawn because I'm a bit of a horror movie fan and things like that. So I'm just kind of experiencing that. I know some of the guys over at Supermassive, so um, just want to see you know, what they've done. I'm probably it's about it's 20, 25 minutes in, and I'm kind of enjoying it already. The tension and the kind of you know strange little incidents where you where you uh, you know 
cut back and have a conversation with a psychiatrist or whatever it is. So it's just, it's just... <laughs> I'll tell you what, the, the, the good thing about Until Dawn is it'll get people who aren't into games watching you play. Um, yeah. I got it. My missus family was over from New Zealand and I just picked up and I was like, look, I really want to play this game. And they were like, yeah, just crack on. And I'll tell you what, after 20 minutes, they were all engrossed in the game yeah. and they wouldn't let me play it without them in the room because they wanted to know <laughs> wow. what happened next. That's it was what just I've, brilliant. I'd heard that it's kind of like that with a lot of people, you know, just lots of people wanting to kind of watch someone play. But you get you get those those individuals are not great at games or, you know, um, on edge playing, you know, kind of scary based games. So they just watch other people play it so they can experience it. But as I say, 20, 25 minutes in, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So I'm going to kind of pick that up That's over right. the weekend. Um, the other thing I'm playing really, so I'm kind of finishing off the Witcher three, you know, amazing game as we spoke about before, but I've just not had the time to really kind of, plow into it so um yeah kind of picking that up and the thing about that game is you can get there's quite a lot of different endings depending yeah. on the actions you choose throughout the game and i'm just gonna throw that i had the worst possible ending ever <laughs> okay because i was an <laughs> arsehole throughout the whole game oh, okay. <laughs> shagged everything that moved <laughs> <laughs> well i think i'm i'm probably about yeah i'm probably a good uh you know, a, a good few days like a couple of weeks a week or something into it so um, and I've kind of been relatively okay, so I'll I'll maintain that path then, so I don't end up with the shit ending like you have. So, um, and I'm looking to pick up kind of Metal Gear Solid. I want to pick up, um, you know, Forza Six and things like that. Obviously, big into me racing games. Um, so that's kind of me at, at that point. Um, so on to our final bit then. Um, what are we most looking forward to? I'll just jump in there straight away and say uh, the division for me. I'm kind of hoping that it will rekindle the the grow days and of like team blade uh, you know team based uh, gameplay and battle and things like that you know it looks awesome i'm hoping it's uh, you know what uh, destiny should have been maybe because you've obviously mm-hmm. got these pockets of single player and then um you know player v player sections but yeah just looks at all awesome. dude i wish you were on my podcast because Last year, when I was talking about The Division, as I'm really excited for this game, because I love Tom Clancy games, and I love that teamwork, and everyone else was like, looks shit, looks well shit, no were you looking, I'm not, no, it looks so it looks good, looks I can't amazing. wait for it, and uh, that's the only reason, I mean, this uh, year's Eurogamer Expo is the first year I've not been, and I'm really, I'm a little bit annoyed at myself now, because The, the Division is playable there, and I really want to see what it's like. Mm. Yeah, I think it's going to be ace. I think the key thing is going to have is going to be having that you know a team of like real you know mates that you can trust, you know, so you can just like really kind of work together. Um, yeah, it does look like it's got it right. I mean, you know, from all that you know, I watched some of the clips of it. Was it E3 or one of the game shows? And it, it did look that that kind of community gaming, which we said earlier, it's been a bit lost over the last well on this on this generation. Really. Yeah, so it, console, it, it, so hopefully that'll get it right. And the other thing is, I don't know if we'll watch that video. They, this team, they were at the end waiting to be extracted, and then one of them just turned around and killed all their oh, teammates. Oh yeah, just like an arsehole. Yeah, it's amazing. So it's got some real, but yeah, it's got some real kind of moments that could be awesome in it. And as I say, I'm hoping it kind of rekindles the old grow days, or you know, the, the, that type of you know, team-based gameplay and stuff. But 
It looks awesome, and it, it, yeah. it's probably one of my favourite devs, Massive, because um, they made you know uh, World in Conflict, I think it was, which was one of my favourite kind of RTSs of all time. But obviously, the brain kicking in and kicking out games that that you know, we've played in the past. Um, what are you guys looking forward to? Obviously, we can probably all say that we're all looking forward to the division when that finally comes out. But yeah, um, Ghost Recon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, for for me this year, Fallout. Oh yes, yeah. Is that yeah? Is that out this year? Because it suddenly came from nowhere. Yeah, November isn't it? Or November? Yeah, I think uh, it's out a week after Battlefront, which I'm probably I'm looking forward to Battlefront as well. Yeah. To be, to be fair, um, see what they've done with that. But yeah, I think it's a week later. Um, yeah, the, the, we've got a good selection of uh, you know games coming out in the next uh, yeah you know, year certainly. Um, and I'm looking forward to Halo. Yeah. Just, just, just from a campaign perspective and playing it in co-op, just to see what they've done with the story, because it does look really interesting with those two. I think they've characters. got it right. It does, it does look like they'll they'll get it right again because it did. It, the series really dropped off after Halo Three, in my opinion. But, yeah, it's a it's, it's awesome kind of campaign and cooperative play in the Halo series. So yeah, um, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, anything on your side, Rory? Or? Um, I said Mirror's Edge, which it's probably not till early next year. Um, I know what's the, the the follow-up to Shadow of the Colossus that they still haven't announced, or is that still some way off? Yeah, I think it's... Um, oh. What's it called? This thing with the big dog. It looks yeah. all right. Yeah. Uh, they showed it at E3, actually, and at Gamescom. Yeah. Yeah. It's only because I adore Shadow of the Colossus, which I didn't what's talk about called? earlier. But... Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. I can't believe... Oh, my brain's just melted. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> it's kind of, um, the, it, it looked a bit, it, it still looked early to me. That he, Yeah, it did look early. early kind fairness, of, you know, yeah. slow, slow screen, um, frame. But I, I like that kind of genre. It, it's uh, the quite, Last Guardian, yeah. that's the one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And, and that kind of genre. So any kind of things on, you know, uh, any kind of things on that kind of level is, is good for me. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, well, chaps, it's been uh, it's been an awesome first episode, and I think obviously um, we'll have more of these to come. Uh, just as we wrap up, if you just want to uh, spin over your kind of Twitter and gamer tags again, PSN tags, um, just for anyone to listen at the end. Uh, mine is CJ Grinnell, C J G R A N N E L L. That's my Twitter uh, name, and. On Xbox Live and PSN, I am Hard Times UK. Also the same on Steam. So feel free to add, and obviously we'll we'll see you online. Um, Webby, you're okay. Well, mine's really easy. You can find me on Twitter, Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, and Steam. Webby three one seven. Simple. Simple. I, I need to make mine more simple. Uh, Rory. Yeah, you, you've got two or three of you there. That's way too complicated. Um, mine, mine are both Papa G eighty four. So on on both Twitter and and that is my PS tag. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, well, thanks a lot for your time, guys. And um, you know, we're the birth of one up, and you guys are always welcome back on, and will be back on uh, Thank you, a sir. future episode. So um, we hope everyone's enjoyed it, and stay tuned to AI channel and also um, one up. For, for more gaming fun in the future. Cheers.
late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 